I'm Charlotte. And I'm Helly, and welcome to Growth in Progress, the podcast where we have open and honest conversations about things that aren't usually discussed, but that can help us all to grow. In each episode, we spend some time catching up, we share something we've enjoyed recently, and then we go on to discuss a topic that we think is really relevant to the things that are going on right now, and that can help you to just live a slightly better life. If you enjoyed this episode, we want to hear from you, so please let us know. We've got all of our contact details in the show notes, and don't forget to hit subscribe so you can stay up to date with our weekly episodes. So, my love, how are you? I feel like this week has been interesting because we're at that point in January where it feels like it will never end. And there's just been a lot of like, I want to say iconic pop culture moments that have really set the tone for 2023, namely (laughs) Harry's book, Miley's song and Shakira's song, which I still need to listen to. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, I'm here for it because I'm still ill. I'm still on the struggle bus. Not there. I have literally nothing to update about my own life since we last recorded an episode because <laughs> I've I'm a non like functioning human being still. So I've been here for the pop culture drama, and yeah, I watched the Shakira uh, song last night. Oh my god! It is. If you've not listened to it, just I mean, I, I just love. I'm so here for that level of petty that level of like female power oh my god it's brilliant I love it I love that this year the energy is I'm not taking your effing shit anymore to everyone it's like no Shakira's like you leave me for someone half my age I'm gonna have something to say about that babe you just wait and I'm worth twice of them oh I love it I'm worth two 22 year olds I love it I just love that entire, like, I can't wait to listen to it. Miley, 10 out of 10. Like, Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you Have you know, seen the video? No, not yet. But did you know that Liam Hemsworth had cheated on her so much? Because I didn't know that. I I heard, like, rumours, but I actually didn't know if it was true or if it was just people, like, Miley fans coming out. So I didn't know it was, like, an actual thing that he had. Yeah, like... I didn't realise, and also it sounds horrific, like it went on for a long time, but I love that she shot her music video in the house to just be like the biggest middle finger to him. I'm like, yeah. you know what, no one's saying she's like an angel, like I have no idea obviously what happened in that relationship, but I'm like, mm. no, I like that we're just saying, you know, I see through your crap and this is the tone we're taking into 2023. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then on a completely different note, it has been so interesting to watch the UK media implode over oh Harry's book. I mean, I think the meme that sums it up perfectly is that one where the woman is like trying to help her baby swan and the, like, the adult swan is going into her bag to take the money out. And it's like the UK looking at Prince Harry's memoir while the government just like ruin the environment, the NHS. <laughs> The energy crisis. It's like, hello, fun, interesting thing. But do you know what? Okay, so I have to admit, I haven't read the book. I haven't listened to the book. I don't think I will just because I would only be listening and reading it and spending like the 15 to 20 hours that it would take me to gossip. And I don't know how, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, but the snippets I've heard are wild and I'm just like, Harry, stop talking, babe, please stop talking. Like you're like, I'm all for being honest and being your true self, but I don't need to know how you put Elizabeth Arden cream on your dick. Yeah. I mean, I a hundred percent will not be reading it either, but I honestly, it's like watching a car crash in slow motion. 
Like, yeah. why would you just not stop talking? Like, at what point did his publicist not say, hmm, are you sure you want to share that? But, like, I appreciate that he's trying to, like, create this new era of transparency. But transparency only works if there's, like, transparency on both sides. And instead, he's just been enough transparent for everyone, basically. But, like, to a point where I'm like, I don't... I don't think any of us needed to know that. Like, if anyone was under the impression that Camilla hadn't orchestrated her public persona or that she wasn't maybe a bit of a classic step monster, where have you been? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I don't think it's news. And like, I don't know, I find it very odd. And I just keep hearing stuff and I'm like, oh, can we stop? And like, I'm embarrassed for everyone involved. And yes, mm-hmm. I think the royal family should be held to account and all of that sort of thing. But I'm also like, oh God, like your kids are going to be able to read this, babe. I'm, oh, you, yeah. Like, do you, I don't know, is, is that not bad? I don't know. Like, I don't have well, the All I can think is like, does he really, or does he see it as like a massive power move to like put his, like, I mean, I know he is putting his own story out there, but there's been, he's had like, his story story told through the media so much in his whole life Mm -hmm. does he just see this as like the ultimate like I've got way more extreme stories than you can ever imagine and here's me telling them from my perspective like that's that's what it feels like but then then I'm like oh that feels kind of awkward because it's a bit reactive like yeah oh oh my god do you know what it is you know like with Shakira Miley I'm like yeah it's like he wanted that reaction but instead we're all sitting here kind of with our head in our hands like oh my god please stop it's like the mm. person who gets too drunk and then starts dancing on the table and like stripping and you're like, this is a work do and it's 5pm, what are you doing? This is not a true story. To be clear, that is not something <laughs> I have done or ever witnessed anyone doing. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I did not do that. But I just, but I've also kind of just been here for it because I'm like, do you know what? It's January and whilst maybe we shouldn't be distracted from the real news I've needed a distraction this week and also I don't know whether and this is maybe a real reflection on some of the things that have been said in this memoir I don't know how much of it is true and how much of it is like the internet making like audacious claims as like a spoof comedy thing like I thought the Elizabeth Harden thing was a lie until I heard like the snip of the audiobook where he says it and I'm like oh I'm so pleased I'm not on that PR team this week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, and then it makes me feel, I don't know, because being informed by what you see on social media is obviously not the most ideal thing. But I'm like, I actually don't want to know more detail either way. I'm fine. No. I just literally just before we started recording, there was a thing on TikTok about um, a chapter where like they bring Lilibet home and like he's talking about him and Meg. Um which makes me laugh because the name Meg just makes me think of Mog the Cat. Oh my God. And Meg just makes me think of Meg from the Hercules Disney movie. Yeah. That's just like you. So that's what I'm imagining. And he's like, oh, she said she'd never, that we had to be skin to skin with Lilibet. And then later that day we were in bed and we were skin to skin. I'm like, oh Christ. Oh no, no. That's and then he goes we're British, to... but that absolutely no, right? I I don't want to. It, it just it. gets worse from there because apparently then she 
writes down she grabs her journal and writes down a few lines and then he uses this as like he makes it into a poem as like a declaration of them renewing their vows or something and I'm like oh god stop please yeah I'm I'm good it will no it's entertaining for January but I'm I don't need to know anymore I'm also like babe please like just no you're you're like it's that sort of thing of like oh you're bringing everyone else down with you but you are still coming off worse Mm -hmm. yeah well on that note because I feel like we've spoken about this for 10 minutes now um (laughs) clearly it's not our recommendation for this week no 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 what Um, is your recommendation my recommendation is a podcast um, mm-hmm. that we actually listened to on our drive back to Croatia. And it's called the Outlaw Ocean Podcast. Mm-hmm. And it's by a New York Times investigative journalist, Ian Urbina, who looks at crimes committed out at sea. <gasps> and Ooh. I actually feel like I learned, like, did you know international waters starts just 12 nautical miles off any coastline? I, I had no um- idea. But it was that close. I didn't know there was a difference between a mile and a nautical mile until about 13 seconds ago. So I actually looked this up, but it's to do with like the meridian and like the latitude. So a nautical mile is slightly longer than a regular mile, just if anyone was interested. Because of the curving? Yeah. (gasps) Wow. I know. Crazy. Um, So the podcast is basically because international waters aren't actually governed by any law, there's just treaties and countries can basically opt into them or not so it means that there's no actual law not all countries choose to opt in so when a crime is committed in international waters it's really common for countries and law enforcement to basically turn a blind eye because it's not (gasps) actually their jurisdiction so as a consequence international waters are like a hotbed for crime murder blackmail slavery smuggling and because seafarers know that there's basically little to no consequences for their actions. And so he covers a different topic in each episode. So you can just kind of pick and choose which ones you're interested in. The first episode, he sent a video of an actual video of a murder being committed <gasps> out at sea. And he goes on this investigation that's like years long. And he ultimately like he identifies the ship, the company, the captain, the like nationalities of the people involved. And it is just this thing of like not my circus, not my monkeys. Like the the reaction to it is absolutely insane, even though it gets international coverage. It's so, so interesting. I like amazing stories, but also really informative as well. Um, I think there's like 10 episodes in total. It's oh not still God. running. It's just like a standalone series, but 100% recommend. We were just like captivated by it for hours in the car. I literally cannot wait to go and tell Alex about this and for us to listen to it. I my mind is blown, like genuinely open jawed yeah. here. Yeah. Like, so you can just like, I'm not even twelve regular miles from London, so we're talking like no distance from the mm. shore to international waters, and like what you cross this imaginary line, and then all of a sudden it's like literally like the Wild West, and there is no real. I my mind is blown, like. I have so many questions. I'm going to go listen to this. This is going to mm. be my gym podcast today. Yeah, I mean, there's like a crazy one where they, they, the the like fishing industry in Thailand, and they basically people who want to go to Thailand are like tricked to go onto these boats, 
And then these boats just never, never dock. They never go to shore. And they are just out, like, in the high seas for, like, three, five, ten, like, years. They just get refueled by these motherships that come in and give them fuel and supplies. And it's it's basically, it's it's modern-day slavery, basically. These people are held there. And it is eye-opening. And it is crazy because you're like, why don't I know about this? Because it's international waters and no one wants to talk about it. Oh, my God. I also can never comprehend quite how big oceans are. Like, I can't, like, I just can't think about that. Also, thinking about how deep they are really blows my mind. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm so excited to listen to this. Yeah, 100% recommend. What's your recommendation? Very, very different to that. Like, (laughs) these might be the two most contrasting recommendations we've ever had so like so many people between Christmas and New Year as I got to sort my life out got to have a clear out and I hate selling stuff on Depop, Vinted, eBay I hate it I'm awful at it because I do not have the time to go to the post office to have that like I I just cannot prioritize that in my life and I don't prioritize it and it's stressful so I was like, I'll just donate the clothes. But I know that's not ideal because a lot of the time it ends up still like going into landfill. And also it's like money that I could be making, but I'm not making. And I was scrolling through the wearing app and they have a really great blog section and they recommended something called Thrift Plus. I'd never hmm. heard of it before. Actually, that's a lie. I think I heard about it years and years and years ago and maybe like an episode of Dragon's Den, but I don't really watch Dragon's Den. It wasn't something I'd like really thought about at the time but the idea is you order like a bag like you would a charity bag you put your clothes in it you post it back they then process it and they sell it on their site you make a cut of as long as it sells for over seven pound fifty you make credit that you can then either donate to charity or you can use to buy other things on their site because they're a second-hand reselling platform but the thing that is so brilliant about this is that they sell everything from like more high-end like high street so we're thinking like cos reese jigsaw all the way down to things like they'll resell primark they'll resell asos zara so you can get trend recent items secondhand so it's better for the planet and most importantly for people like you and i who don't fit into like conventional clothing sizes all the time because we are tall gals they give you a 30-day return period so you can order something secondhand try it on make sure it fits you make sure you actually like it and then keep it which I think is such a revelation because so often when you shop secondhand and I know this is a real thing that puts a lot of people off is that you can't return the item easily so you Mm -hmm. could end up left with a blazer that doesn't quite fit or a pair of trousers that's a little bit short or just something that doesn't actually really work for you in your wardrobe So I think what Thrift Plus are doing is incredible. I've got three bags I'm going to send off to them. Um, It is quite a long process. So I think it's like, it takes them at the moment about five or six weeks to process all of your clothes, get them onto the site. Then obviously there's the period of like them being sold. And then you have to wait for the returns period to be up before they will credit your account. So it is Mm -hmm. not something that's going to like get you quick cash But if you're like me and otherwise the clothes are just going to sit in your wardrobe because when I tell you they've been sitting there a year to be sold, I'm not joking you. I would rather them, I would rather make slightly less and it take me slightly longer to make the money than just not make money, any money at all. 
Mm. Um, I also think it's just a really great way if you're someone who really wants to think about like different ways they can shop this year and just make like little sustainable changes. It's a really great way to do it. Um, And I like that you can pick to like donate some of the money to charity as well if you want to. And that's a really nice Mm. feature. Oh my God, I love that. And I, I actually am going to use that because when I went home at Christmas, I have so many clothes I need to get rid of. And a lot of it is nicer stuff because it's office wear. And obviously I don't work in an office anymore. And I just keep holding on to it because I'm like, I want to sell this because it's it's yeah. nice stuff. I don't want to just donate it. Then I'm not home for long enough. Like I can't post stuff to eBay because I'm now living in Croatia. So this would literally be perfect and so easy for me to just bag up all of my stuff and send it off. I'm 100% checking that out for when I go home next. I've gone through their site as well. I haven't bought anything yet, partly because I'm trying to be a little bit less spendy this year. Um, But they do have such a wide range of brands and it's a really easy platform to shop on because you can filter by specific brands. So if you know that you um like you have certain brands that fit you really well or you're in a position like me where you're saying okay I want to buy less but buy slightly better quality you can filter to do that you don't have to go through all of like the own brand and kind of knockoff brands that you often find on platforms like eBay um because they verify everything before it goes online god I love that okay oh brilliant recommendations loving the recommendations this week I'm loving it. Right. Should we talk about this week's topic? Because I'm very excited for this and I feel like it's a brilliant one for the start of the year. Oh yeah, definitely. I think like we're into that third week of January and maybe your your motivation towards your new year goals is starting to slip or it's just really dreary and it's it's becoming a bit of a struggle, right? I can I feel mm. like I'm at that stage. So we want to talk about what you can remove to make your life easier. What can you take off your plate to make things a bit Mm -hmm. easier? Because like in all honesty, and we're definitely guilty of this, a lot of what we're putting on our plates, especially with goals that we might have set, has probably come from our own high expectations. Yep. (laughs) I feel exposed, but it's very true. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think especially at the start of the year, but at any point, it's very easy to go, I'm going to do X or Y and I want to achieve this great thing. And then on the day-to-day, it's actually quite difficult to do. So for example, if you set yourself the goal of like getting fitter and you're like, okay, cool, I'm going to, I don't know, exercise four times a week and I'm going to go to a spin class at 6 p.m. on a Monday. But actually for you to get to that spin class, you have to you have to finish work bang on time. You have to run to the gym and that's quite stressful is that actually the best way for you to achieve your goal? Or could you say, instead of doing four workouts a week, I'm going to try and do five a week. They're all going to be slightly shorter. One of them will be at home and I'm going to do them before I start work because then actually that's easier for me and it gets out of the way. Like, are there other ways you can approach stuff? So you still achieve what you want to achieve, but it just takes a bit of pressure out and you don't feel like you are kind of, what's the word I'm looking for like I want to say bereft and that's not the word (laughs) like you're not you're not being like tied to other people's expectations or expectations you had on yourself before you had all the information yeah I think there's a lot there about 
being realistic like what does your actual lifestyle look like because it's all well and good and you want to exercise this number of times a week or you want to get a promotion but you're not going to lose the weight or get the fitness you want all in January you're probably Mm -hmm. unless you're really lucky you're probably not going to get that promotion in the first month of the year it's about being realistic with how you set your goals and how you're actually breaking them down like looking at them monthly and quarterly but also how do they fit into your existing lifestyle if you know you have a two-hour commute each day probably then going to the gym every day after work is not actually like a realistic thing to expect of yourself and then you fall into this kind of loop where because you feel busy and exhausted you think that that's how you should feel and but being busy and exhausted is not does not equal productivity like trying to do too much is just a shortcut to burnout yeah I love that and that's a really good thing for us all to remember and it's sometimes a case of critically assessing your diary like and going is this actually helping me because I think we all start with plans of how we want to achieve something or what we want to do but we don't necessarily always take the time to review whether that's working for us And actually, I would say that reviewing part and that reflection is as important, if not more important than the actions you're taking to achieve that goal. Because if you are constantly Mm. tired, exhausted, burnt out, going back to like the example you were saying about working out, if you're trying to work out every day after work, the quality of that workout, what you're gaining from that is not going to be the same as if you were doing it less frequently or on different days or in a different way and so it's going to take you longer to achieve your goal anyway it's going to take more energy and more time for you to get to where you want to be and it's I know in work a lot of people often talk about like efficiency like it's not about your output but how efficiently you get to your goal and I think that's a really important thing to think about in our lives as well and as soon as you start thinking what's more efficient it's easier to note like identify those habits that really set you up for success or actually don't set you up for success yeah efficiency and also I think consistency like you're going to be rewarded more for consistency over speed if you for the whole month of January go to the um, we're using the gym example here but be applied to probably most goal setting but if you I've set a goal and you go to the gym five times a week in January and then work gets really busy. You've got lots of things going on in your life, other things on your plate and you stop going to the gym in February. You're back to square one. Mm. Whereas perhaps if you were going once or twice a week and making sure you were getting walks in on your lunch break or things like that, that's going to be more beneficial and more consistent towards your goals than going from all or nothing all the time yeah and I think you're at the end of the day like this is why we're talking about this topic only you can add or remove things from your plate to Mm. create less stress like only you know your own capacity if you've got too much on your plate you need to like you were saying review and reassess what you're doing if it's work related you need to speak to your team or your manager if it's something at home you need to speak to your partner or your family but at the end of the day no one can read your mind yeah and it it still does come down to what you can do to make to make your life easier this is like like you you don't have to life doesn't have to be difficult to feel like you're successful like I 
where's that idea come from a really interesting one I was thinking about when we were talking about this topic was probably about 18 months ago to a year ago when the world started opening up again me and a lot of people at work got into a habit where most Thursday evenings we would go for a drink and that was lovely and like that kind of social element it helped us bond as a team it was for all intents and purposes a nice thing to do and we were we were often celebrating things because we were catching up on promotions or people leaving or you know all of those sorts of things and then I realized I reached a point where I was going out so frequently and I'm not talking like out out nights out I'm talking like just staying at the pub for a couple of hours after work it happened so often that I almost it became a habit in my life that I didn't really question but actually having an evening out of my routine every single week was making it so much harder for me to achieve fitness goals get enough sleep spend time with Alex and like have a good home routine and you'd I'd almost been like blindsided by the fact that it was so fun I'd forgotten that actually the stress it caused me surrounding those times didn't outweigh the fun that I had in the moment and as soon as I realized that and I was like I'm gonna start changing I'm gonna start saying no more or just be slightly more selective with like when I'm going but what like am I drinking maybe I go but I don't have any alcohol so I know that I'm less likely to get carried away and still be there at 10 p.m or I'm less likely to have a bad night's sleep it meant that when I did do these things, I enjoyed them more. But for the rest of the time, I could still stay on track. And it was like removing those things that actually created a bit of friction for me. It wasn't the going for drinks that was creating friction. It was the poor night's sleep and actually completely forgetting to do my washing. So I had no clean clothes on the weekend. And all of those little things you don't always think about as like a big picture. It's like, going back I know it's been a lot about the gym I don't know about you I'm about to go to the gym which is why it's on my mind Mm um but like it might not be the exercise class itself that is the thing that's causing friction it could be the fact that you have to account for like washing your gym kit in advance and finishing your meetings bang on time on that day and making sure that you can like pick your kids up from school and drop them back home and still get out the door in time it's all the other bits around it that might be causing friction And it's possible there's an easier way to do these things. So you get more enjoyment, but also you achieve your goals. Yeah, I think that's exactly it. Like the friction points that something creates. It might not necessarily be the activity itself. But like, how is it impacting other areas of your life? And it's not saying don't do those things. How can you make, like you said, maybe going, but not drinking or going every other week instead or yeah because I mean I'm exactly the same as you and I know if I have a drink now like I don't recover from a hangover like I did when I was 18 so I have to know I'm going for a drink and it means that tomorrow morning I've lost my morning basically because I will not be able to get up early I will not be productive and can I afford to do that with the other things the other commitments and the other things that I have going on in my life and that is part of the decision I mean like right now been ill for well Taylor's been ill and I've been ill and it's been like two weeks now and I've really had to resign myself to accepting that as much as I had these big goals for the new year if I force myself to do those things 
that I wanted to start, I'm actually just not going to recover as quickly and I'm going to make myself mm-hmm. more ill. Like it is exhausting to me just doing a day of work at the moment and putting more on myself is not going to make me recover any quicker. I need to allow myself the time to recover. And that means not drinking, eating well, deciding, okay, gym's not for me right now. I'm going to get back to it as soon as I'm feeling better. Like, otherwise I'm just delaying my recovery longer and it's creating friction in those other areas of my life because I'm not a hundred percent. And it is a lot of it comes back down to self-awareness. Like we've spoken about so much, but how are you actually feeling? How is it allowing you to perform in your life? And is that the way you want to be performing? Here's an interesting thing that I think you're like, I was looking at, so I have a whoop, the fitness wearable, um, which I must've spoken around here before, but if I haven't, I have one and it gives you so much data and, I was looking through my like 2022 wrapped on it mm. on the days where I've had at least one drink my recovery scores like the quality of my sleep how well like my body recovers overnight is 40 the average recovery is 40 percent lower than the times where I don't drink mm-hmm. and I saw when I saw that I was like okay we all know intuitively these things make our life harder. But when I saw that, I was like, I've really got to add that consideration because to your point, like it's, we're the only ones who can control that. And I think if you're not, if you're really keen to remove some of the friction in your life, but you don't know where to like start or you feel a bit overwhelmed by it. The biggest thing I would say is like, when you're having that moment of like, oh God, I'm exhausted what are the things you're thinking about like for us a big one was oh my god I just wish I had a quick easy healthy dinner I could have and I didn't have to stand here and cook for half an hour so we Mm. signed up for all plants and we don't have it every day we just have like four or five of them in the freezer at all times so if on one of those days we go we cannot face cooking we have a couple of our five a day we know you've got a high fiber meal high protein it's good for us it's vegan all of that good stuff and it's done and we've kind of Mm -hmm. set ourselves up for future success yeah yeah I mean we spoke about that as well in before the new year but what can you do to make life easier for your future self Mm. and exactly like in a similar vein that we plan our meals on a Sunday evening and we plan like the exact ingredients so I know what the budget is for the food shop I know we've got like these six meals have all of the ingredients for this is what we're going to be making this week like it's just those things that when you're exhausted after a day of work then figuring out what you've got in the cupboard and what meal you can make from that and then standing and cooking it for 30 40 minutes is you just don't feel like it and again it's what can you do to reduce that friction for yourself in the future and I'm not saying like meal planning is going to solve all of your problems but it is those like think about when you feel most exhausted or when you're most just like you can't be bothered or you just really feel like you need some help or something needs to change what could you implement elsewhere in your life or what could you do differently to alleviate that even a little bit because no one in the same way that no one has as high expectations of yourself as you no one else knows what your capacity is at a certain point in the day and if you're putting so much on yourself that it's becoming unsustainable and you can't sleep properly, you can't make yourself a proper meal, you can't spend valuable time on your relationships, whatever it is that's a priority for you, it's only you getting in your own way from making those changes. 
Yeah, one of the things we did was we realised there were always certain things we would forget to buy. And it's normally bin bags. And it was so frustrating. So we just set up, I think we use, I can't remember who we use, but there's loads of companies who, I know Bother is one of them, Bauer Collective do it, where you can have a subscription. So your bin bags just get delivered to you. I think we get bin bags of like once every four months. It sounds like the silliest little thing, but we never forget to buy bin bags now. We never have that thing where you go, crap, I've emptied the bins and we don't have any bin bags. Now I'm going to have to go out and buy them. Mm. And it's those tiny little things that just remove a little bit of stress. And every time like that- Like roll subscriptions as well. Yeah, like- it doesn't have to be more expensive than like how much you would pay in the shop but you just go oh my god I'm so pleased that I set that up because every time the bin bags arrive I'm like I love past me because I always think as well I totally would have forgotten to buy new bin bags (laughs) yeah yeah I mean even like for me a big one I mean I'm still working on it this year I tried it last year it's improving but how much time I spend scrolling on social media Mm-hmm. And now I've got like the modes and routines set up on my phone. So I'm spending as little time as possible scrolling in the mornings when that's usually my most productive time or set for warning. So when I've spent a certain amount of time on like things like that, that like, when I look back in hindsight, I hate how much screen time I have and I'm annoyed with myself. Yeah. So I'm like, well, why would I not put things in place to one, stop me being so annoyed with myself and then two, get me off screens because I mean, I'm sure like a lot of people listen to this. You look at a computer screen for most of the day. Then you scroll on your phone in the morning and like, and then you watch TV. Like there is so much screen time and I'm like, okay, what can I do to even just remove it a little bit? And then obviously the side effect of that is like mental health, mental well-being as well from like less time on social media. Yeah. And again, that's, I was creating my own friction by like giving myself headaches from looking at screen, feeling crap because I'm looking at social media, which is like this highlight reel. Yeah, you don't even realise that you feel crap as well sometimes. Like, I've had to really start questioning, like, do I actually feel better for that 10 minutes spent? Because if not, Mm. I need to not do that. And again, that's the friction. What can you do to change it? Like, that that was totally on me. Okay, this isn't making me happy or this isn't something that's beneficial. doesn't mean I can't ever go on social media, but it just means being more aware and setting up systems that stop me spending as much time as I do. Mm like in the morning instead of trying to get up at 6am now I'm just saying do you know what I actually don't need to be up at 6am right now I'm struggling because it's winter kind of like what we were talking about last week I'm mm-hmm. gonna set my alarm for seven and if I'm not in the office I'll set it for 7 30 and just lean into it and instead of spending the first hour of the day beating myself up about oh you should be up now you should be up get up get up get up let's get an extra hour of sleep it's far better I was gonna say yeah you're far more functional if you've had the sleep that your body actually needs yeah and I've not started with a really negative mindset. Like I was creating my own friction. No one needed me up at 6am. I just decided this arbitrary time was when I had to be awake. Come July, I'm sure I'll be up early because I love a bright morning. And, you know, I'll do stuff in the morning. But right now, like it's currently two degrees raining and it's still like fully dark in this room at half nine in the morning. It just like, don't make your life harder for yourself yeah yeah and especially right now when there's so much going on as well that having extra high expectations of yourself or doing things because you think you should rather than you actually Mm. wanting to it's just again it's another area of friction you can remove like 
with the cost of living crisis with everything that's going on with the winter with like don't I mean I know it kind of as much as we speak about goal setting if it's not something that feels good for you or makes you feel better about yourself then it's probably not a goal that's right for you yeah and also you're allowed to have a goal like get fitter or run 5k and say that's a goal for this year but I'm actually not going to start it till June oh yeah there's no one who says that everything you want to achieve has to be started right now yeah absolutely we hope you found this helpful it's one of those things that when you have the discussion about the things you can remove to make your life easier I think it's quite empowering so hopefully that has empowered you whenever you're listening to this podcast whether it's the beginning of a dark and damp January or maybe it's gorgeously sunny and you're halfway through the year we hope it just gives you that little boost that you need we'll be back next week with another episode so hit subscribe so you don't miss out on that and in the meantime if you want to get in touch please do there's loads of details in the show notes below have a wonderful week we will speak to you soon um stay safe bye bye